0: This is the Notable Speeches Podcast, and this week we've been representing our Top Five of 2021, our five most listened-to programs of the year, based on statistics provided by our podcast hosting company, Anchor. The speech in the number one slot is not a speech delivered in 2021, but in 1865, President Abraham Lincoln's second inaugural address. We presented a reenactment of that speech in mid-January, just before this year's Inauguration Day. So here now is our most listened to program of 2021. This is the Notable Speeches Podcast. Thank you for listening. Former U.S. Vice President Joe Biden is scheduled to take the oath of office January 20th as the 46th President of the United States. His speech will be the 59th inaugural address since the U.S. Constitution was adopted in 1789. That's a lot of speeches, and most of them are long forgotten. But not the one President Abraham Lincoln delivered in 1865. We'll bring you that speech in just a moment. Inauguration Day was held in March back then, and Mr. Lincoln was embarking on his second term of office. The speech came about five weeks before the end of the U.S. Civil War, although at that point it was quite clear that the Union would win the war and the Confederacy would be defeated. That war was the most horrendous in U.S. history, claiming an estimated 620,000 lives of combatants, including both Union and Confederate. Also, the speech came six weeks before Mr. Lincoln was assassinated. In the speech itself, which is quite brief, about 700 words, President Lincoln spoke near the end in a conciliatory way toward the Confederate States, which by then had seen much of their commerce and infrastructure devastated. Mr. Lincoln suggested that the war was God's judgment against slavery, an institution from which the United States as a whole, and not just the southern states, had derived great financial profits. He also spoke about the mystery of divine providence. Some parts of this speech later were etched in stone in the Lincoln Memorial in Washington. Of course, there isn't a recording of Lincoln's second inaugural address, so we're going to bring you a recreation by Lincoln impersonator Walter Trumbull. He speaks in a loud voice, as President Lincoln would have done in the days before electronic amplification, seeking to be heard by several thousand people gathered on the east side of the U.S. Capitol building. Here is President Abraham Lincoln's second inaugural address from March 4th, 1865.
1: Fellow countrymen, at this second appearing to take the oath of the presidential office, there is less occasion for an extended address than there was at the first. Then a statement somewhat in detail of a course to be pursued, seemed fitting and proper. Now, at the expiration of four years, during which public declarations have been constantly called forth on every point and phase of the great contest, which still absorbs the attention and engrosses the energies of the nation, little that is new could be presented The progress of our arms, upon which all else chiefly depends, is as well known to the public as to myself. And it is, I trust, reasonably satisfactory and encouraging to all. With high hope for the future, no prediction in regard to its ventured. On the occasion corresponding to this four years ago, all thoughts were anxiously directed to an impending civil war. All dreaded it. All sought to avert it. while the inaugural address was being delivered from this place, Devoted altogether to saving the Union without war, insurgent agents were in the city seeking to destroy it without war, seeking to dissolve the Union and divide effects by negotiation. Both parties deprecated war, but one of them would make war rather than let the nation survive and the other would accept war rather than let it perish and the war came one-eighth of the whole population were colored slaves not distributed generally over the Union but localized in the southern part of it these slaves constituted a peculiar and powerful interest all knew that this interest was somehow the cause of the war. To strengthen, perpetuate and extend this interest was the object for which the insurgents would rend the Union even by war, while the government claimed no right to do more than to restrict the territorial enlargement of it. Neither party expected for the war the magnitude or the duration which it has already attained. Neither anticipated that the cause of the conflict might cease with or even before the conflict itself should cease. Each looked for an easier triumph, a result less fundamental and astounding, both read the same Bible and pray to the same God and each invokes his aid against the other. It may seem strange that any men should dare to ask a just God's assistance in wringing their bread from the sweat of other men's faces. But let us judge not that we be not judged. The prayers of both could not be answered. That of neither has been answered fully. The Almighty has his own purposes, woe unto the world because of offenses for it must needs be that offenses come but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh if we shall suppose that American slavery is one of those offenses which in the providence of god must needs come but which having continued through his appointed time he now wills to remove and that he gives both north and south this terrible war as the woe due to those by whom the offense came shall we discern therein any departure from those divine attributes which believers in the living God always ascribe to him. Fondly do we hope, fervently do we pray, that this mighty scourge of war may speedily pass away. Yet, if God wills it he continue until all the wealth piled by the bondman's two hundred fifty years of unrequited toil shall be sunk, and until every drop of blood drawn with the lash shall be paid by another drawn with the sword. As was said three thousand years ago, So still it must be said, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. With malice toward none, with charity for all, with firmness in the right, as God gives us to see the right, Let us strive on to finish the work we are in, to bind up the nation's wounds, to care for him who shall have borne the battle, and his widow and his orphan, to do all which may achieve and cherish a just and lasting peace among ourselves and with all nations.
0: President Abraham Lincoln's second inaugural address in March of 1865, recreated by Oregon-based Lincoln impersonator Walter Trumbull. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Notable Speeches podcast. We appreciate it. Your comments via email are welcome. Here's the address, feedback at notablespeeches.com. I'm Joseph Slife.